two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Like and subscribe. Hello. Good to be with you. Soon I'll have I'll add something to Director Matthew's plate. He'll love me even more for that. We'll have to come up with an email to give out that he can then monitor and send our way in addition to the chat that we have and all that other stuff. So we'll have to be able to do that. I think we'll probably tell people that show emails need to be in the non-show hours. But uh, Gene can create that. He's created like 74 now because the War Chant roster is a small, you know, passenger van now. <laughs> um, something to like from practice today and something that I continue to monitor and get excited about is, in my mind now, the uh, probably the emergence of three reliable receivers. I say reliable. The potential for three quality receivers, it, it could grow. I'm not putting a cap on three, but I went into camp thinking maybe one. And that was Keyshawn Helton if his explosiveness returned. It has, folks. It's the number I, I would say it's certainly high on the list. If you were trying to identify two to three things that have emerged from camp so far in the early stages, and it is the early stages, but this is something that's not likely to wane, knock on wood, barring some sort of physical setback. And again, knock on wood. But Keyshawn Helton's explosiveness has returned. He looks a lot better than when we last saw him. He looks like a guy that can run away from people. The quickness is there. He's made several acrobatic catches. He's created the possibility of a deep ball. Malik McLean, who we fell in love with in the spring, oh yeah, continues to emerge as the guy who could quite possibly be a very reliable option. And then, obviously, Parchment comes in from Kansas, and he's looked the part. He's been pretty good. Not overwhelmingly good, but he's looked pretty good. So, that's three. If you want to add on the list, offensive surprises. I'll tell you, Wilson, we find out, that that loss last year with the Achilles at tight end was a big deal. He's not going to – this is not a tight end for Florida State that's going to be a game-changer as a receiver. But he allows you to run two tight end sets in which he's a really good blocker. He's, he's, he's built like a Mack truck. That's a big, big man at the point of attack. And he's kind of sneaky. I think they'll slip him out on a few routes here and there. He's got hands. Oh, yeah. Every team does. If you run a double tight set, that's yeah. what killed us against Miami all those years against Mickey. Remember the backside tight end drag or the throwback pass or whatever it is to the blocking tight end? I mean, Jimbo used to do that. I remember when we had Bo Relliford and Jabaris Little. Remember those names from the beginning of the Jimbo era? Yeah, no need to do that. Well, he would, well Bo was one of those guys that you I looked like at Bo, and you're like, yeah. off the bus, you're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? But Jimbo would always draw up something for that second-slash-blocking tight end position because that's the last person you think is going to release in a route. The one thing I'll say real quick about the receivers is when I saw Parchman for the first time, he was a little bit skinnier than I thought he'd be. Oh, he's and tiny. I, he's tiny. He's got He's got to be fast. Correct. And that was also something that we were in Charlotte. It was uh, Ira Aslan, Austin, and I for Warchant. That was the first thing I did for Warchant. Both quarterbacks mentioned speed first when they talked about parchment i thought that was interesting because when he transferred here and the announcement came down i thought that his his reputation was that of a red zone threat so you think bigger bodied player but they all. said speed and i thought wow that's surprising and then i saw him uh the first practice on friday or saturday rather 
And I thought, oh, I guess he has to be fast. But his body control is excellent. I saw him doing some body control drills on Saturday, and he was the head of the class of everybody that was participating in the drill. So he's he's a very polished product, but he's a, he's a different receiver type than I thought we were getting. Not a bad thing. It's just different. I'm going to take a couple questions here early on. People are, are, are chiming in. It's fun. There's excitement, and I like that. And so, I you know, this is a new toy for us on the Jeff Cameron Show. We have the folks that have liked and subscribed on WarChant TV. Yep. And you can participate in the chat. I can't promise that I'm going to get to you at all times. Uh, there is always the possibility you'll get ushered right to the front if you are a passionate fan. Uh, but but the, the point would be there are some good questions here, and we're in the initial stages of camp, and I think we're all so impatient. We want to see a huge step forward. Now, listen, I big picture, I'm impatient for the start of college football. I can't wait to get this thing ready to roll. Um, and I'm really, really excited about, in totality, the return to college football. We're we're not that far out now. I mean, here it is, August the 11th. But I haven't been, and I, I don't know, if you're new to the show, you might be surprised by this. I really haven't been this excited. I, I thought, I mean, maybe we all lied to each other, and maybe we thought it was going to be so much better than it was. I'm sure that's true. We all engaged to some degree, in varying degrees, of revisionist history. The atmosphere right before kickoff against Virginia Tech in Willie's first year was electric. And then all hell broke loose and we, you know, flew the plane into the side of the mountain. You and I scored as many touchdowns as, as we did points yeah. as we did, right? That was a tough night. That was yeah. a rather frustrating night. And then it never got better. Nothing ever happened to rekindle the magic or make you think like oh well this is moving in the right direction no two no. weeks later well yeah the syracuse game <laughs> yeah, kind of confirmed yeah. your greatest fears and it just never got better uh we'll see maybe we go out there and notre dame dominates and everybody's just <sighs> i will say this the difference is if that's the case then we're really screwed because he ain't going anywhere florida state's broke they're not firing anybody anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, let's not go down that line. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if it does happen, you can save your your energy because nothing's changing. I also, I'm just here to tell you that things are different in a lot of ways. Ask the players. Don't bother with my opinion. Ask the players. They'll tell you. There are a lot of things that are happening very positive. It's just that if it does happen, it is going to be because you still just don't have the hosses. Um, I said it on Monday's show, this is not the year to be playing Notre Dame to start the season, and I'm not even high on Notre Dame this year. The transfer from Wisconsin that's going to likely win the job at quarterback for them kind of sucks, and I don't believe in Notre Dame. They're replacing four of their five starting offensive linemen. When I say I don't believe in them, they're preseason ranked in the coaches' poll at number seven. The coaches' poll. You got me. Yeah. But... Yeah, they're not a top 10 team. I think they take a big step back this year. Kelly does a good job with that program, but I don't think they're they're I don't think they're a strong Notre Dame team this year. Um but but okay, that said, you know, the areas where you get excited and some of the things that, you know, give you a little bit of hope is they are infinitely more focused and disciplined and passionate and locked in on a day-to-day basis than we've seen them in a number of years. Yeah, so I can tell you that coming out of the first spring practice this year, driving home, called the wife to see if I needed to get some groceries or anything for dinner, and she said, how'd they look? I said, ooh, they got a long, long way, way to go. go. Long we, way to go. We got, we got a long way to go here. 
the first fall camp practice on Saturday. It was earlier in the day. Still made a phone call. You need anything. How'd they look? Well, that practice was way better than the first one in spring. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. It looks like there's actually a, some linear improvement. It they've doesn't had, mean... They've had a real offseason. They practiced together. They had a real spring. It they looks built like it. on. They improved upon their areas of weakness. They, they, they went ahead and paid attention to some of the areas that had to be buttoned up, cleaned up, worked on it. Guys had an offseason of workouts with Coach Storms, proper nutrition... Yeah, they've got they figured out some things as one would like to believe an organized coaching staff would do. Ryan asks, did we finally flush the roster of the guys that celebrate incomplete passes ten yards over an open wide receiver's head and flexing after they catch a tackle for fifteen yards? We'll see in a game. They have it practiced. None of that stuff is happening. It's on to the next. On to the next. As it should be. Steven writes, what about Tom's guy, Jordan Young? Sorry, Tom, had to show that one. That's fine. I saw it. That's all right. You know what he'll do? He'll make one or two plays this year that leave you thinking, wow, why isn't this guy on the field more? And then he'll make a bunch of other plays where you go, why is this guy on the field? That seems to be who who the player is so far. Now, maybe he develops. I still have a little bit of faith left, but my faith is being tried. Yeah, It just hasn't happened for him. I, I I saw him today at practice, and he made a play. And all, well, he made a play. And to show you where we're at with your guy, everybody there was like, oh, wow, look at that. George made a play. <laughs> but he will. He'll do that. <laughs> and then, you know, you just don't see him for a while. Or you don't notice him. You don't notice him. Positive note uh, on, on a side here, Dylan Gibbons looked like he might actually contribute to the depth chart. I have been disappointed uh, in his body type, how grossly out of shape he is. Uh, upon arrival, oh, I've wow. been disappointed. Gonna take that to the air. All right. Well, he's, he's he came in out of shape. Now, all right, I'm all gonna right. I'm gonna tell you something. That could very well be a situation where he was nursing injury and having to overcome it. This isn't a come on now. Don't be that guy. This isn't a personal attack. Yeah. If you're fat, you're fat. He is. It's a good hedge though on the injury thing. That's well, just in case. Oh, uh, he you might never know. No, 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 he, know. no, no. He might have been. He might have been. He may have been. In, you know, I don't know that because I know from Aslan's awesome piece on WarChant.com that apparently he wasn't a big part of that at that time when they were right, doing all the. Right. Yeah, so he might have been recovering from something. So I'll give him an out. But today he moved better. He got out and pulled and looked looked like he was you know capable. Norvell praised him for it as well. That's always important because sometimes the coaches won't give you praise because they're pissed off at you. But he, he noted that Dylan did a good job today. and his, uh, He brings the understanding of what they're trying to do, the angles they're trying to create, which makes total sense given the fact that, what, it's Notre Dame and Texas A&M that are probably the two biggest offensive line factories the last five to six years. So it makes sense that he would understand the position. Yeah, I, I, without question. And I, it, it's to me, I like his honesty. I mean, I think he's willing to come and, and tell you what's happening uh, after practices to he a certain is. extent. Yeah, he, he really is. is. He's surprisingly so. Uh, Daniel, you know I love you, buddy. I'll show it just because it's the right thing. People are learning about Tough Love Cameron. That was a little Tough Love Cameron. Yes, it was. It's our first one. We got it out of the way. You were Tough Love Cameron a little bit during headlines yesterday, but the JCS audience here on 93.3 needs to learn. You're, you're selfless in that way. You'll be the bad cop, no problem. I'm not worried about it. Look, we all want the same things. We're just not going to sit here walking in you know, blind into the wall like we can't see. I mean, we can see. We got eyes. We're out there looking at it. What am I supposed to tell you? He's kicking ass? He's and not. I've seen some things. <laughs> We've seen some things. 
Gentlemen, a little off topic, but I'm a huge fan of your shows and just curious if you'll be doing Scuttlebucks this season, Champa Bay style. I like that. I don't say Champa Bay. I refuse to do it. It sounds like something Tom Brady says at the dinner table, even when nobody's around. Uh, so it like that. It's disturbing to me. Along uh, with alkalinity. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I won't say it, even though champion we are champions. And, oh, multiple yeah. times over. Once, twice, three times a champion in the last eighteen months. It's pretty amazing. I'll tell you the most likable, one of the most likable guys, and there are a lot of likable guys on the staff, but it doesn't matter. It's about results. I get it. But, man, we're all human beings, so you root for people as you get to know them and you find out that they're really good guys. And, you know, they're, they're complex. Human beings are complex. Uh, we have our, our failures and our strengths and all those other things that make us unique. Adam Fuller's the guy that I've been hard on last year. The defense did not look to be coordinated. You can be bad, and, you know, that – there may be many reasons for that, but you have to at least look coordinated. And last year, they didn't look coordinated. <laughs> there was The back end didn't know what the front end was doing, and the front end didn't know what the back end was doing. And then, in addition, your linebackers were just butt. And it was impossible to watch us play football last year without wanting to weep a little. Yeah, yeah. The number one thing for me was NC State on the road. I mean, Bailey Hockman's going up and down the field, but we're dropping it, what? Bailey freaking Hockman. We're, we're uh, halfway but up. But sorry, we're up and down <laughs> the field. Halfway up the lettering in the end zone. Halfway up the lettering, that's where our drops are pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, a lot of, touchdown. That's not taught, and you knew it wasn't, so there were a lot of reasons for where we were at. I just hope for the dramatic turnaround because Adam Fuller is one of the good guys, man. He really is. Uh, he's he's approachable. He'll assess honestly where they're at. He'll tell you what was wrong. He'll be open about that. I'm not going to give up company secrets here, but I've talked to him about it. And when when he breaks down what's going on, it's not as if he doesn't have a sense of who they are and what they could and couldn't do and that personnel. It wasn't like he, it was lost on him, but I think you had – a real lack of buy-in in a COVID year. You couldn't coach them hard the way you would want to coach a defense in particular. You couldn't really practice at full speed. You couldn't really hit because you had you know, personnel issues, guys that weren't uh, going to be able to play that Saturday who had to miss time due to COVID, other guys who opted out, other guys who clearly came in out of shape after uh, camp was interrupted, in particular your two defensive linemen that you were counting on. So a lot of things happened. I just wanted to turn around for him. You can be bad. And remember this. Football's changed dramatically to the point where we're all adjusting what it means to, to to watch a defense play well. If you're over the age of 30, 35, you know, there was a time when you watched defenses shut offenses down. Absolutely shut them down. You could watch a team beat somebody. Now, I'm not talking about these gross mismatches. I'm not talking about these games in which you know somebody's favored by 38 points because they're bigger, stronger, faster at every position. I'm talking about where a team that is a marginal favorite over another, but they have a dominant, intimidating defense and scheme to go with and, a, and an attitude and a depth that you, you could easily identify early in a season and say that defense is going to be a problem. It is hard to run against them. They're going to make you one-dimensional early in games, and then they're going to pin their ears. And sometimes those games would finish 34 to 34-7. I almost said 34-8. to eight. Who the hell beat somebody 34-8? to eight? Anyhow, uh, 1964, uh, everybody. Yeah, so you know those games would finish 27-10. to 10. And you, you, you know, the next day's talking point would be they held so and so to ten points. Modern football is not that way. The game is so slanted in favor of offenses. 
Uh, RPOs in college in particular make it nearly impossible because of the nonsense rule that allows offensive linemen to go three and four yards down the field on pass plays, and that doesn't exist in the NFL. You get more than a yard downfield on an RPO there, they're going to throw the flag and bring it back. So defensive players cannot read their cues the way we used to, the way that the game used to be played. You knew when a lineman went downfield, it was trigger time, it was a run. They cannot do it now. The second you suck up, they're going to throw over your head. And that's the problem you find yourself in. So what's a good defense? Well, I mean, you start looking at yards per play. You look at good red zone defense, obviously, because you're going to give it up between the 20s. Yeah, 17 to 24 points is not bad anymore. That no. used to be average. Now well, it's just like, that's that's okay. Well, it depends on if you're playing a team that plays in some sort of some form of hurry-up. Right. If, if, if a team is going to have, you know, if the team's going to run 80 plays or 85 plays on you by the nature of what they do, then you have to change your view of what a good defensive outing is. I mean, at that point, look at yards per play, not total points, I suppose. And, you know, that's kind of the difference maker. So I've, I'm trying to adjust when I look at our schedule, when I look at Florida State's schedule. I'm trying – because it's a brutal schedule. It is – and go look at that. – that is – and I know you know. I'm just talking about fans. Go look at that schedule carefully. It's we'll a brutal schedule. We'll roll out maybe by the end of the week some W's and L's, right. preseason camp W's and L's. Uh, but But – to me, if this defense can get to where we can count on, how about this? If our defense, if Florida State's defense improves to the point where if the offense is to score 30 points, they're going to win the game, I, I'll take that. I don't, 31 28, Tom, I'll take hey, that at this point. Every week, no problem. Because you could score 30 points last year and there's a good chance you lose. I mean, a very good chance. Oh, last year, yeah. You know, you know what Any I'm of the last five years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Kelly, Barnett, Fuller year one, more year zero. Yeah, absolutely. If you aren't already aware, the War Chant Multimedia Network has you covered on your drive home. Grab our podcast every day before you hit the road and on your drive to work. Subscribe to Wake Up War Chant, presented by DeLuna Coffee. Hear the latest from our War Chant teammates, Corey Clark and Aslan Ashavandi. That's Wake Up War Chant, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's good stuff. There you go. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply chef cameron show 93.3 real talk radio thanks for joining us if you're new to the program hang in there you'll come around it'll be okay i'll do my best how has toa feely looked so far he will see a bigger role this year yes yes he will you know if i read your question i should probably do that there you go An old fan man A little clickety do you like the clickety do you like that well you can I, wipe the graphic across the I, power i have some control you have the power to the sand pits, Ryan says, dilly dilly, yeah. I'm not going to paint my head like Fred did, uh, even though I am indeed bald. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, 
this, if you, I keep saying, if you're new to the show, the show is not two hours every day, all day, only Florida State. We will get into a lot of other things, but camp has just opened up, and we're getting initial impressions, and there is a lot to talk about because of the access given. And, yeah, that is the central theme year-round is Florida State, but I, I obviously go off the beaten path. But when we have something of substance like this week where you're starting to see the newer guys and camp has started, obviously it's a, a week uh, on the heels of Coach Bowden passing away, it is going to be Florida State-centric. Um, but once we get really moving in towards the start of the season, we'll look at the overview of college football week to week, all the big matchups. We have Redemption Thursday. We'll look at the wagers of the week for charity that we do. Uh, I just got off the phone this week with Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He'll join us to talk and preview right. the games. Uh, that will be Friday at one thirty. We're going to start doing that around one thirty on Fridays. Uh, looking forward to that as well. We'll welcome in the NFL, and then of course, as the season goes down, uh, we have uh, uh, you know the NFL getting underway too. So uh, we'll do all that stuff and have our various guests and kind of give you a little bit more on the plate than just Florida State but for right now this week it's, it's heavy on Florida State um, and and that's you know to be understood I think as we try to stay pretty local right now as we join 93.3 Real Talk Radio. So there are what four or five real options at running back right now is there a guy that you like more than anybody else and I don't mean necessarily that that's because they're performing well for, through the first three practices of camp it's just is there a guy whose style that you would rely upon more than others or that you'd want to see on the field more than others? Well, Toa Feely seems to be the only game-breaker that is mm-hmm. on the roster. Uh, I would tell you that I, I think they're going to get better play there. I, I do, partly because Wilson returning to the lineup. Yep, yeah, it's the sixth offensive lineman. You Absolutely. know, having the opportunity to double the point of attack there, they're going to have to have a point of emphasis on the run game yep. anyhow. Uh, I do believe that. So... You know that the running game will be better, partly because it has to be better. You know what's interesting? We brought up uh, Jashawn Corbin about like, maybe the, maybe the first few minutes of the first show. I think I brought his name up yep. in, in yep. his comments. He looks great. He looks healthy. He looks. I mean, he's never going to run away from people. That's not who he is. But he is versatile, and I, that's how you say it, folks. Versatile. He is versatile. Um. Uh, and he, he's a kid that can catch the ball. He's, he's a thick kid, so you can run him 20 times if you wanted to, if he got into a rhythm. I, he looks healthier than he's been. He has said those exact words when we asked him about it. Oh, Mike Norvell talked about it, too. The thing I liked about him, even when he was a little bit hampered and limited, you could tell in short yardage situations he understood the situation. He's not trying to hit a home run. If it's third and one or fourth and one, he's going to find a way to get that yard when they put him either in the wildcat or if it was clearly, a, you know, a touch that was going his way. He understands how to get small and to find a way to move the chains. The one guy I liked, and because when I saw his film, I thought, oh, man, this is the guy who can actually move the pile, is DJ Williams, the transfer out of Auburn. And, and he, he, came had into, some, he had some bad weight on him, and he now did. he's lost and he looks better, yeah. Indeed. Josh Storms has done some great work with him, but again, it's up to the kid. It's up to the kid to actually do the work and get in shape, but he looks markedly better in the fall than he did back in the spring, and I think he's a nice complimentary piece if you're going to go jumbo jordan wilson's out there and maybe you bring a, an extra lineman and you need to convert in short yardage it's not only corbin now you can use dj williams and i also like Treshawn ward i'm glad he's on scholarship now 
he seems to be quite reliable out of the backfield catching passes, which yep. is going to be really important because we're a screen team, man. Well, You're going to see a lot of screens uh, and misdirections, and unfortunately. Be, that is true. You brought up something that occurred to me, our age difference, and it made me realize that um, time flies. You said Wildcat in talking about running the Wildcat. Did you ever see the football movie Wildcats? No. It came out in 1986. It features a very young Woody Harrelson, by the way. Uh, and Goldie Hawn. Oh, okay. She's the coach. She gets asked to be the coach. It's, you know, it is what it is. That, it's, it's silly. It used to be on UPN, like on Saturdays around noon. That would be on every once in a while. Well, let me tell you why I bring it up. I bring it up not only because you said Wildcat and because it has a young Woody Harrelson with hair. <laughs> okay. But Goldie Hawn, you know who Goldie Hawn's equivalent is? Kate in- Hudson. No. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know. I know. I know why you said it. Goldie Hawn, for men of a certain age, is, at least on the silver screen, okay, that's that she's the silver screen version of the music version, Stevie Nicks. Goldie Hawn and Stevie Nicks are the same woman of men of, for men of a certain age. Completely over my head. We'll see. You if, know who if, the hell Stevie Nicks is? Of course I do, but the equivalent of, I mean, you know, I wasn't As of age a, at a that time. Sort of hotness factor yeah. that is like, it goes beyond reason that somebody could be that good looking for that long and appeal to somebody right. who might be 13 or 40. It's like Audrey Hepburn and the Andrews no, sisters. We're no, not go- we're not going back. I'm telling you, Goldie Hawn, and there's a lot of people right now nod their head. There's, that's right, Cameron. Stevie Nicks is still kind of hot, admit it. That's why you hit that part of the demo. Same, yep. same. I haven't seen Goldie Hawn in a while, but I suspect she's still probably good looking. Now, that's not all there is in this world. Uh, you know, they may be very talented, too. Obviously, they are. I'm just merely noting that as a, as, as a let's see, I was four, 15 years old. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I now, can't relate to that. As a 15-year-old, Goldie Hawn was the kind of coach I wish I had. Goldie Hawn, I would have been, oh, what, that's my new coach? So when I was 15, TRL would come on in the afternoon, oh, and it would what be Britney tragedy. Spears and Christine Aguilera okay, okay, and Jessica a, Simpson. A quality and, younger version, yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't hide, there wasn't as much um, subtext. There was no subtlety. No subtlety whatsoever no, I mean, when they did the countdown of the top 10 of yeah, TRL when I was, was a preteen and a teen. Uh, yeah, you could guess. The problem with that, Tom, is there's no... You know, it's just all out there. There was no mystery. Yeah, you, you want a little mystery. Goldie Hawn will give you some mystery. Stevie Nicks was like a witch. There's some real mystery to Stevie. That was Avril you Levine. You just didn't know. That was Avril Levine. No, she was she just was a, a skater girl. Punk. She was she a was, fake punk. She's That's just not, a skater girl. No, she said, see you later. No, don't do that. That's my part of the demo. <laughs> uh, okay. Some people are very much uh, part of the younger demo here saying who the hell are you talking about they, they, they probably don't even know who goldie hahn is grace kelly why are you gonna be like that it's not <laughs> orange theory fitness the summer of more life promotions to save you a ton of money right here right now i bet you goldie hahn's in shape stevie's let herself go a little yeah. bit she's <laughs> Oh, Stevie, I don't put the off button on Steve, this one. Stevie, I to, you got to get to Orange Theory Fitness. need to find the off button on this. And refer better. a friend and upgrade in August and September and receive discounted membership prices for the next three months. It's a good thing. Elite members get $30 off three months. Premier members, $50 off three months when you... There we go. 
There we go. I just got a bunch. Of, uh, my phone is lighting up of all the texts from people my age going, tell them, Cameron, you let them know. Not about Orange Theory, but about Stevie. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3. Next up for Florida State is a trip over to Jacksonville, where they will practice on Thursday and Friday before returning for the funeral uh, of Coach Bowden on Saturday. As I understand it, that's what held up the announcement of, um, obviously, how they were going to Jacksonville and for how long Florida State was going to Jacksonville. That has been long talked about. If you were keeping notes during the opening press conference last Friday, Irish Chaffel, our own Irish Chaffel, asked Mike Norvell, what are your thoughts on going to practice elsewhere? Because it was a, a whisper. Uh, but late last night, Florida State finally ironed out the plans, and uh, Mike Norvell even said it today before his availability with the media. Guys, we got to keep it quick because we got to get on a bus and we're going to practice at UNF's campus in Jacksonville for the next couple of days. couple of notes here. The Seattle Seahawks in the NFL have told Alden Smith uh, to have a good one. The team is releasing him because of an off-the-field matter. That, according to ESPN, the decision is non-football related, but rather the result of Smith violating the team's trust. Now, if you remember Alden Smith's situation, he battled alcohol issues, Ran afoul of the law, was arrested in April over alleged second-degree battery in Louisiana. That occurred after Seattle signed him to a minimum salary deal with the hope that he could keep it together between the lines and get his personal life in order. And um, he had a career revival. Um, you know, he had missed the previous four seasons due to NFL suspensions, came back, played in Dallas, looked pretty good. And uh, he had been staying sober. You root for guys like this. I do. I root for people to do well, uh, especially when it comes to addiction issues. I've, I've known people in my life who, who've had them, and, and I know how difficult that could be. But obviously, your employer has to be able to trust you. Your employer has to be able to count on you. You have to be dependable uh, to your coworkers and, in this case, your teammates. If you can't, you can't, and uh, they got to let you go. That's not good. He had a support staff. That was helping him. I don't know what happened here, but it sounds like he has transgressed again. He's a good player when he's when he's right, but he's not right as often as they need him to be. This isn't a criticism necessarily. It's just an observation and a fact that Seattle is they're one of those clubs. There are some teams and franchises that will dabble in in this type of if you can play. second chance. Well, of course, of course, that's the baseline. <laughs> that's number that's one, the baseline. Uh, but I mean, they gave two chances to Josh Gordon, right? Seattle did. Everybody's given Josh Gordon 16 chances. I, I think that's I'm right, incredibly... Yeah. I think he's, he's playing again this year, right? Uh, Is he on I, track, I, too? I guess. He's on track, too. Sorry. Here's the thing. Don't draft him. The biggest problem he had was with weed. The league has gone along with the, the country's attitude and lessened uh, the... the Severity? Uh, emphasis on testing for weed as it becomes legalized in many states in some capacity. The league has recognized, all right, we, we tell these guys that it's okay to shoot up with Tordal every week so you can get on the field and you're dealing with serious pain medication that has adverse effects long-term uh, for when you retire, but we tell you you can't have, uh, you know, vape from a pen with some THC. That's probably not a good idea. idea. We're going to go away from that. They give them every opportunity, like, hey, we're going to be testing for weed here real soon. You know, they tell these guys. If you hear former players, they'll let you know, like, you have to be a dumbass to get caught using weed in the league. And my man gets caught every single time, which tells me it's 
all day, every day. Right, right. And there's probably some something he's running from, you know, that he might need it as a coping mechanism of some kind. Because everybody stands up for him at every turn. That tells me they that like him. he's a good guy. Because they understand the backstory that there might be something there. And that's often a conversation that's had around any big time sport is a lot of guys get second, third, fourth chances. Remember, remember the first day of uh, our previous place of employment. There was yeah, a player yeah, yeah, Greg Reed. at Florida State's campus who might have had a couple of chances. Maybe more than a couple. Maybe more than a few or a handful. I don't know how many, but quite a few. And then at some point, you have to say, my man, I, I mean, you can't stay here. I mean, I love you, but you got to get it together. Uh, all elsewhere, and, and this is great now that camps open up, you get the talk, the preseason talk of, hey, look at this. Ellinger may win that job. He may beat out Easton with the Colts. Well, great. But that's not the news there. The news there is that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, moreover, are trending towards recovering in time after foot surgery to play in the regular season opener. That's what you want to hear if you're a Colts fan, in particular about Quentin Nelson. But obviously you invested in Carson Wentz. You're not, you're not suggesting with that defense that you're going to walk out there with Ellinger or Eason and win anything. So you're going to need one of those. You're going to need Nelson, certainly, and Wentz to come back. I believe I saw this early last week that Nick Foles had to field a question about going to Indianapolis. And somewhere Carson Wentz went, look here, man. And he's the third-string quarterback in Chicago having his own press conference and fielding a question about replacing Carson Wentz again because he understands that offense. And he says, I'm a Chicago Bear. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're Carson and you're watching NFL Network and you see that clip, you go, really? Again? This guy's going to do it again? Yeah, you're, you're calling him in the dead of night with a hitman. Like, look here, man. I don't know what I did to you and your family, but I'm trying to make a living. This this will not stand. Your specter this has is been shed this when is... I got on a plane from <laughs> Philly to Indy. Your specter was shed. You're not doing this, man. Not not again. Casey writes, will Mama Cameron be back? Yep. Yeah, last segment on Friday's uh, picks will happen. Um, you know, I, that's... Uh, last segment? Okay. Isn't it the last segment? Penultimate segment? It's usually penultimate. I was going to say, if it's the last segment, we'll have to get out earlier. Make sure to give you some time. Marcus wants to know... Hey, Jeff and Tom, how long until Florida State wins enough games to have you sign another championship koozie for your buddy Keith? <laughs> oh, man. It's not this year. It's not next year. A championship? Like, what kind of the problem is we're in the Atlantic. So if we were in the coastal, you could... Look, that doesn't have to go on in perpetuity. I am about tired of this. I, I am really... Now, I understand I can't snap my fingers and make it go away. It's a nightmare to watch that goofy-ass Dabo Sweeney. On a Wuhan Dabo. Right. It is, a, it is difficult to watch Wuhan Dabo on a regular basis celebrate championship after championship. But I am a realist. In marrying those two realities, it's very difficult. I, I Okay, I understand it can't be this year and it can't be next year. We're not there yet. We've got a top 10 recruiting class right now. Give me another one. Got to build them up. Got to build them up. Raise the floor so we're not quite there. And remember, the transfer market, the transfer portal is live. Mm -hmm. Good call. Going straight to it. But it's live, man. So you can, if you have back-to-back, let's say, top 10 recruiting classes, if you need a piece here or there, you can grab them uh, in a way that was not possible before. Wording. I know. Phrasing. I tried to... When you shook your head, I was like, oh, I'm screwed. Yeah, well, He's you threw it out there. attention to it. Yeah, when you need a piece. What has Toa Feely looked like so far 
And will he see a bigger role this Boy, that's year? that's two. People yeah. want Toa Feely. Well, he was the only explosive back we had. He was the only guy that could run away from anybody. He was, he's was he got wheels. He needs to put on size. He still needs to put on size. He's not quite where he needs to be yeah. from a from a size standpoint. He's not big enough yet. I mean, he's big enough to play, but he's not right where he needs to be. He could be a change of pace. And it, you could still find a way to get him 10 to 15 touches if, if things are going well. The offense is in a groove, and he's in a groove. I don't think you run away from that, but I don't think you want to feature him for 20 touches a game. He's not there at that, that's this oh, point of his career. Oh, God, no. Uh, he is a change of pace. He is a potential home run threat. Jason Corbin looks good, guys. I just got to tell you, he looks more explosive. He looks healthier than he's been at any point on this campus. He's going to be a big part of the offense. If they succeed, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the role is for Jordan Travis. Uh, if he doesn't win the starting quarterback job. I'm trying to think of pieces, home run hitters, guys yep, that can change yep. the, the scoreboard with one big play. Jordan's won. I don't know how they'll use him if he doesn't win the job, but they've got to find a way. Toa Feely can do that. I don't really know who else can. You, know, you brought up Keyshawn earlier. Yeah, he's more Keyshawn. explosive. He's more explosive. He he has a chance. He's not going to I mean, you know, you could scheme up a play where he runs a post and he will run away from somebody if you if you trick them. I don't know if you're going to line him up one-on-one and just say, oh, go run a nine. No, a whole lot of trickeration is necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be this offense, though, I think. Yeah. And that's not it's giving annoying. away company secrets. We saw it last year. I mean, it's, it's the influence of Gus Malzahn, I think, a little bit. I know that Mike comes from other places, but you see a lot of similarities to those Auburn teams where they want to hit you in the mouth with a dive. If they get a certain amount of yards, they go fast. Next thing you know, you're looking left, you're looking right, and there goes somebody up the seam wide open for a touchdown. I think that's what this is going to be. Soon we will need to get to probables, my friend. I'll step aside for a moment. When we come back, we'll do that. It was an interesting night on the diamond last night. Come back, take a look at it. That when we, uh, or I should say, tonight's matchups when we return. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Make sure you like and subscribe. About time to head to the diamond. By the way, are you at all excited? I know I am. I just think it'll be a good look. I'm excited for the Field of Dreams uh, game. Yeah, I it am looks too. Cool. It looks cool. It was one of those things that got scrapped by COVID, and then I saw the promo for it during the All-Star game. Good job, MLB, to remind us that mm-hmm. it was happening. But I, I want to see what it looks like. I think the first 30 seconds are going to ter- determine how long I stick around, but it could be really, really cool. I think it looks cool. I like the look. It's a, it's, it's a good look. Uh, time to go to the Diamond. In fact, Probable is brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services. North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today at NorthFordaPayroll.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? So this is the one that doesn't get a zap. That is correct. It actually works. It gets better as you go, too. You get into that groove. <laughs> All right, White Sox twins, Reynaldo Lopez, Bailey Ober, by the way. What a disappointment the twins have been this year. Yanks, Royals, that's all this is happening right now. Lucas Luetij, I just made that up. Brady Singer. Rockies, Astros, Antonio Sinzatella. Fomber Valdez. Nats, Mets. Boy, the Mets are a disappointment. Woo-wee. Pablo Espino. Carlos Carrasco. Marlins, Padres, Sandy Alcantara, and Ryan Weathers. We got Tigers, Orioles. The Orioles are on pace to lose 106 games. 
couple years ago, they lost 115, I think it was. Sweet Jesus, Baltimore. I feel like the Mets are on pace to lose 106 because I don't see five more wins on the schedule. Your favorite guys pitching tonight for the Orioles. Uh, first of all, for Detroit, Tariq Skubal, and for the Orioles, Matt Harvey. Oh, boy. The Dark Knight. The mirrors are in the house. David Price pitching for the Dodgers, 4-1 with a 3-5-3. They have a uh, abundance of riches. Kyle Gibson going to go for the Phillies. We got screwed out of that Phillies-Dodgers matchup because of the rain yesterday. Nola was cruising. Then your sorry bullpen comes in and... Matthew's not turning around to look at you because he knows it's true. Cards, Pirates. Boy, my buckos. Not good. Adam Wainwright will throw for the Cardinals. Will Crow for the Pirates. Boo. Rays, Red Sox. Big win for the Rays last night. The ailing Red Sox. Probably not going to make the playoffs. Cannot get out of their own way. Josh Fleming going to go tonight for the Rays. Nathan Evaldi for the Red Sox. Nationals, Mets. Jeffrey Rodriguez, whose parents couldn't spell Jeffrey properly. J-E-F-R-Y. What are we doing right. here? Jeffrey. Marcus Stroman going for uh, the Mets. A's, Indians, Frankie Montas, Cal Quantrill. We got Reds, Braves. Braves on fire. There you go, Braves fans. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I think so. Wade Miley and Toussaint. Tuki. Toussaint. Brewers, Cubs, Corbin Burns, Jake Arrieta. You know what I like? I like the fact that Jake Arrieta has been but sorry. Uh, he's terrible. It doesn't matter how much lifting he does, how much nutrition he Jake, has. Jake, you got to get back on the steroids, anabolic steroids. Where have you? Those steroids were the only reason you were good. Let's go. Jay's Angels, Alec Manoa, allegedly on the uh, Jake Arrieta thing, allegedly. Dylan Bundy going to go for the Angels. That's how big a slate it is. We ran out of generic music. D-backs, Giants, Merrill Kelly, Kevin Gossman, Rangers, Mariners, Howard, and Anderson. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. I see where Director Matthew told everybody to to like Spike. Is that a correct. thing? Do people say that? Is that a real thing? Uh, he he created it and coined it yesterday. I think he's going to do that every day now. Spike the likes. Xavier Adams tells me that uh, Parchment is the home run threat. Maybe. Yeah. In a perfect world, he is uh, a number two. In our world, he's a number one. I know in Kansas, he was certainly a number one. Hello, number two. Brock wants to know how have the linebackers looked thus far in practice. Too early, man. we got to get those pads on these guys full on. Let's get it on. Let's find out what they are. They played well today. Uh, the the offensive line, not much of a match for the defense front seven at all today. Uh, it stymied for the most part. A couple big plays here and there. Uh, I, you know what's funny to me? I, I'll say this now at the end of the show. It's, it's really hard, and it's going to be very hard. This is for another day. To watch practice and say anything other than Jordan Travis looks better most of the time than Mackenzie Milton. Now that's a teaser for tomorrow's program. My but there, goodness. There, but there's a but to that. There's a big but to that. Okay, now mm. you have my attention. Yeah, and tomorrow I'll tell you what the caveat is. 
Big butt caveat either way. That's what. I, how about a tease to tomorrow's show? Wow, that's you, professionalism for days. Don't even try that at the house. This is a new leaf, and it's yeah, turning. Turning. It's turning. Yeah. I'll tell you what the big butt is. Tomorrow's Jeff Cameron show. Good job, Director Matthew. Good job, Tom. And thanks to all of you who joined us here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Like and subscribe. Peace. Mm-hmm.